It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to another sad post-series edition of the D-Backs PHNX podcast right here. On PHNX. My name is Derek Monti. Of course, I'm your mayor of PHNX, coming you, to you from an undisclosed library. And I'm joined, of course, by the one person that can make me feel uh, happier even after a Dodgers sweep, the one and only Michaela Perkins. I don't know about that, Derek. I <laughs> don't feel very good right now. So this is going to be a party pooper episode. <laughs> For, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough one. It's uh, the Diamondbacks' consecutive four-game sweep at the hands of the Dodgers. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't feel very good. But before we get to that, of course, I want to remind you all that this podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you getting ready uh, for the NBA champion to be crowned. Uh, yeah, me neither, but whatever. At least new customers can get down on the NBA action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Uh, that's it. That's all you got to do over at the DraftKings Sportsbook as a new customer. Mac, oh yeah, it was a, it was a sad loss today. The Diamondbacks once again... Uh, are lose to the Dodgers in a four-game sweep, uh, and honestly, I think I'm, I'm I'm frustrated by it. I'm not super surprised by it, uh, but at the same time, it's like if you take away the Diamondbacks playing the Dodgers, they're a good team, right? Am I lo- I'm, am I looking too much on the bright side of things when I say, aside from playing the Dodgers, they're they're a good team? Yeah, no, that was bad. That was all bad. The starting pitching, bad. The bullpen, inconsistent. The hitting, not doing what it was supposed to. I don't know what your positivity is coming from. I commend you for trying. Um, But, yeah, that was bad. That was really, really bad. (laughs) Well, here's my my positivity stems from the fact that we won't see the Dodgers again until September. Until September. So that's, uh, that's at least something. It's wild how bad this team is. Actually, when you talk about how bad they are, uh, against the Dodgers specifically, they are now minus 31 in run differential in playing the Dodgers in 11 games. And I think on the season, they are minus 31 or 32 in run differential. They're the primarily the, the primary source of their deficit for run differential this season is playing the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. Um, 
I guess like if you're going to try to reason or find something to make you feel better, I mean, it is the Dodgers. They are the best team in Major League Baseball. They have the best lineup top to bottom and their starting pitching is also really good. So I guess it makes sense that the Diamondbacks really wouldn't stack up to that team if you com- are comparing like roster to roster. Um, but yeah, I mean, God, especially that first game on Thursday, they lost like 14 to one. There was just like no fight in that team at all. They just like didn't even look like they were ready to play baseball. They didn't really show up to the ballpark. Thankfully, the last three games in the series were a little bit more competitive, but there were so many moments that the Diamondbacks really could have stepped up. Um, Even today at the end of the game, David Peralta was on third base and the tying run was at the plate and Cooper Hummel struck out. Like There were so many opportunities for them to make this a more competitive series. And uh, for lack of a better term, they literally just pooped the bed. Like It was so bad. It was so bad. Let's take a look at the numbers in this series. Uh, oh, that's not the right one. Um, the <laughs> sorry about that. The 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 Dodgers so far have kind of dominated the Diamondbacks throughout this series. And uh, as you can see here, the biggest thing uh, not only is the the four to nothing sweep a, a big deal, right? But the starting pitching ERA is is not even on the same page. It's it's not even comparable. Um, and then you mix that with the fact that the Diamondbacks really uh, didn't have much going as far as, you know, batting with runners in scoring position. And, and it's, it's a recipe for a sweep. Uh, the relief pitching ERA isn't even nearly as bad as it looks uh, on this uh, on paper. A lot of this yeah. was from that, that 14 to one loss outside of that, the relief pitching for the Dodgers was considerably better than the starting yeah. pitching uh, and much better than the numbers show here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, out of all three sides of baseball, I think the relief pitching was probably not as bad as everything else was. So that's kind of nice. Um, <laughs> like Giselle said, like, those numbers are disgusting, like, especially for me, the starting pitching ERA, because the starting pitching is like what I hang my hat on when I like talk about the Diamondbacks and like why people are like, why are you a D-backs fan? I'm like, have you seen our starting pitching? So the fact that I can't even do that is like so upsetting because that's like the one thing that I am the most proud of when it comes to this team. And they literally, it was so bad. It was the starting pitching was abysmal and you saw it in the numbers there. They had almost an eight ERA combined throughout the series. So that is really, really bad. And the fact that the bullpen <laughs> wasn't atrocious as we normally see it is kind of weird. But, I mean, a, a broken clock is right twice a day. So, I guess <laughs> nothing too excited to be nothing to be excited about. Yeah. I mean, I'm still not the, – the relief pitching still wasn't superb by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um, they were just – Just wasn't awful. <laughs> yeah, they were awful. And they weren't really put into high leverage situations because the majority of the time the starting pitching had given up the lead. The Dodgers had a lead late, so they didn't really have to kind of come back and and do a much against the bullpen. But yeah, yeah, the starting pitching ERA. I mean, I, I don't know. We we were very skeptical about the starting pitching at times. Not to say all of them, but considering the success that they were having across the board as a as a, a rotation, it felt like there was going to be this you know other shoe that was going to drop eventually. I, I felt like. Uh, Jesse was a bit more pessimistic than I was about it, but the numbers definitely showed that at times this team wasn't as good as as their ERA and other things, you know, were were saying. So 
Uh, for the most part, I, I think that the starting pitching ERA looked really, or the starting pitching looked really bad against the Dodgers, but they're still better, I think, than this. That's what I feel like. I just think. Yeah, that- I, th- I think they're better than this too. I, I was kind of on the same page as Jesse was. I kind of felt like there was going to be like a, uh, balancing effect, so to speak, after yeah. that first month. Like I wasn't expecting four of the five rotation pitchers to have a sub two ERA for like the rest of the season. Like that's right. just not realistic. And what right. two of them had a sub one ERA. So like, that's just not like very sustainable unless you're um, a certain pitcher in New York. But besides that, um, <laughs> I really wasn't expecting them to have that performance throughout the whole season. I knew we were going to get a little bit rocky and kind of hit some bumps in the road. Um, I'm just kind of hoping that this is as bad as it gets and we can kind of level out from here on out. Um, this the the bats are still kind of a little inconsistent. I will say though, it is really nice to see Cattell Marte have an eight game hitting streak. I think that's really cool. And um, the more that we can get him involved in the office, and I think the better. Um, he did have a really egregious error in this series though that I was like, what? Like Cattell, what are we doing? Like what is going on? That is that should not happen. Like, I think it was the play where he literally just like, like let a ball, a ball roll in between him and another infielder. And I was like, are we serious right now? Like, this is something high school baseballers do, yeah. not professional that, players. That was very frustrating to watch. That was extremely frustrating to watch. And I don't know exactly what it was that, that caused that. I still don't think Cattell Marte is um, really sharp at playing second base, you know, and, nope. and there's, there's been a lot of things that have proven that so far this season, yeah. but I think that he's still incredibly gifted athletically. And I, st- I, th- I still think he plays the position. Well, um, actually he extended his um, hitting streak now to 11 games and he's, been, oh, it's 11 games. yeah, it's okay. 11 game hitting streak. And I mean, between him and Josh Rojas, those guys were consistent throughout this series. They just didn't get a lot of help outside of, the two of them. And, uh, you know, yeah. Christian Walker didn't really show up in the series like he tends to do against the Dodgers. So there were some things missing. The Diamondbacks kept these games close, but there's really not a lot to get excited about. I mean, I think we tried to say that about the last time the Dodgers swept uh, the Diamondbacks, it, it, you know, at Dodger Stadium was that, hey, they kept these games close. They were competitive. They've kept all of these games close. I mean, with the exception of two games in these eight games that they've played them, that they were swept, and 11 overall games uh, against the Dodgers, there, there were only really two blowouts. And every every other game was only decided by a run or, or two. So yeah. they have kept these series close, but I just don't know how excited that we get to keep series close when the Dodgers are are sweeping them consecutively like this in multiple four game series. It seems abusive at this yeah. point. Well, I'm glad it's even more frustrating because the Diamondbacks out hit the Dodgers today. The Diamondbacks yes. had more hits than the Dodgers did and they just couldn't convert. Like it just they didn't they weren't able to drive those runs across the plate. And so when you have moments like that and you know Zach Davies was fine. He was serviceable. It wasn't like the best start I've ever seen and it wasn't the worst start I've ever seen. Sure. And every pitch that came in after that was great. So yeah. This was a game that the Diamondbacks could have won, and they just couldn't drive those runs in across the plate. That's a great pay. That's a great point. Pitching kept them in this final game, three to one. They absolutely should have been able to do more, especially against this Dodgers, you know, pitching rotation and the and bullpen that they have been able to be effective against. In fact, the the guy that they were most effective against was 
Craig Kimbrell, who, you know, I mean, come on, Peralta, that's that that's uh, not exactly the guy that you would think that they would be driving in runs against. But again, uh, I don't know. It's it's strange the way that this team operates sometimes and certain things don't make sense to me. Uh, the Dodgers beating them this badly doesn't make sense to me because this team seems like a much better team than to be swept like this. But I guess yeah. the best thing to come of today is it's the last time we will see them until September. Once again, we're saying that. Michael has it in our chat. Most positive thing is the Diamondbacks don't play the Dodgers until September. I, I honestly think it's kind of, it's going to be kind of funny to see when the Dodgers do come back around, when the Diamondbacks do play them again, just to see where we're at considering how much time will take place between now and then. And the Diamondbacks yeah. will have a chance to kind of, I, I guess, <laughs> grow a little bit as a team and, and maybe – you know, not because because there is there is some sort of mind thing going on here against the Dodgers as far as their inability to have confidence against built beating this team. They're so close and they just couldn't get it done. Couldn't even get a, a game in these series. So frustrating. But hopefully by the time we see him again, we'll have better things to say. Uh, if you haven't signed up, by the way, for our website over at gophnx.com, I don't know what you're waiting for. You can get one of these wonderful t-shirts like Michaela is wearing, like I'm wearing for absolutely free if you sign up for an annual membership over at the phnxlocker.com. Get your membership at gophnx.com. You'll get our wonderful writing, my writing, Jesse's writing, everybody. Uh, we have a wonderful staff here uh, putting out wonderful articles about all of the Valley sports. Uh, make sure to sign up for that. If you're not interested in the annual membership, you can't get the month-to-month -month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of the option you choose, not only will you get the wonderful content on the website, you will get members only uh, ac access to our Discord and members only discounts over at PHNX Locker. So do that now. That way you're ready for when the Diamondbacks uh, do get on a roll here because I have a feeling with the, with the calendar, the way it is lining up, which we'll talk about shortly, we definitely have some opportunities for the Diamondbacks to get back on track and get back to their winning ways. Um, but now, with that being said, I wanted to take a quick look at the All-City Division, uh, which we, of course, it's the most important one for us. Um, so, again, <laughs> Diamondbacks, second place overall, still beating out those Colorado Rockies uh, and, the, and the Cubs, still behind the White Sox. Uh, and, again, this is, uh, this is shaping up to be a much more competitive division for the time being than the National League West, but we'll see. Uh, how things turn out as the season progresses. I would not want to be a Cubs fan right now. The Cubs are going through it. They just like got blown out by the Reds and to get blown oh. out by the Reds, literally the worst team in baseball. Didn't they beat uh, the Giants too? Like what is going on with the Reds all of a sudden out of nowhere? They're all over the place, but yeah, I'm pretty confident. Actually, I'm pretty happy with where we're sitting in the standings right now. I feel like out of all four teams, obviously the White Sox are probably the one that's most built for success. Um, so we're chilling. I'm I'm happy with <laughs> all city things. <laughs> we chilling. Well, you know, and you're right. Again, we're trying to be positive. We're trying to be infectious with our positivity. And all the D-backs need to really do is remember who they have been this year after the series. Um, it's kind of like what I said about Merrill Kelly after his disastrous start. It's more about how it affects them going forward and affects their confidence. Um, you know, they, the Diamondbacks came into this series tied for the Major League Baseball lead for the most home runs since May 1st. That's something that, I mean, you could say you predicted a lot of things about this team. There was a lot of talk about, you know, 
how good or bad the pitching could be with Brent Strom being added, a lot of other discussions. But nobody, I think, foresaw the Diamondbacks hanging in there with the likes of of the best teams in baseball as far as home runs in the month of May, right? So yeah. there, there are some very positive things that this team has going for them right now that they can build on. That's what makes these sweeps, uh, the, these losses to the Dodgers a bit confounding is just where do yeah. they come from and how does this team that was on such a roll uh, kind of just get so kind of run over by, by this team from Los Angeles? Yeah, I know I keep calling it like the wait and see season, but I also think a good way to describe the season is going to be a roller coaster season because I feel like the Diamondbacks lack the depth and the talent to be consistent. So we're going to see a lot of these really high highs and a lot of like really low lows. And we're just going to be kind of like riding those out with the Diamondbacks because I just don't think they're built to be consistent at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, um, so that's good kind of weird wait and see and a roller coaster season. Um, so I definitely think we're going to have to take the highs when we can get them and just realize that the lows are also going to come along with that um, and make sure that, you know, we're not getting too low about the team. We're not getting too high about the team. And it's just going to kind of come in these random spurts that I feel like is what the team is kind of inclined to be. Yeah. So um, it's kind of a bummer, but there are going to be some good things to be excited about and yeah. we'll definitely make sure to talk about them to, kind of keep us sane in this crazy fandom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. You're right. And the roller coaster is the best way to describe it. Really, we've said this about the Diamondbacks playing the top teams in baseball. It's not that they're not able to be competitive and not win. It's not like last season when they were completely lost. Uh, it's just no. a matter of playing perfect baseball, playing flawless baseball. And we didn't yeah. see that in this series against the Dodgers. We didn't even really see the Dodgers playing flawless baseball, but the Dodgers are so good that they have the weapons to kind of make up for it when they're less than perfect, right? Yeah, a lot of the times the Diamondbacks beat themselves. And, you yeah. know, that kind of comes with the territory when you have a lot of younger guys on the roster that don't have a lot of the service time that some of, like, these rosters have. Like, the like the Dodgers roster has so much service time. Sure. Um, sure. So I think that's just kind of, again, it comes with the territory of being a team that isn't built for consistency and um, allowing them to kind of figure it out and go through it so that they can be more consistent in the future um, when the time is right. Yeah. Like there's plenty of positives, right? They have an extra base hit in 32 straight games. It's the fourth longest active streak in baseball. Right. But then at the same time, the Dodgers had a season like what? 24 hits in that game yeah. where they scored 14 runs. Like, that was yeah. that was an embarrassment uh, uh, in in every way, and honestly, I kind of salute I salute the fact that Tori Lavolo at one point just said "fuck it" and he was putting guys out there, and Frias was struggling, and he's like, "No, you're staying out there. Like we're, yeah, we lost this game, so <laughs> yeah. we're just not gonna we're not gonna like blow up our bullpen over it or anything like that." But man, when you talk yeah. about a colossally embarrassing loss, uh, yeah. the Diamondbacks have had it's a few in both awesome. of these. Like Jake Hager made his first career pitching performance yeah, hey. position player. <laughs> so solid. yeah I mean that's like but that's the kind of things that you can do when you're in the position that the Diamondbacks are in is you know Luis Frias is a really young guy this, this is going to be his first full season in the majors if he can stay like on the major league roster and so when he's out there struggling on the mound like let him figure it out obviously you're not winning that game obviously you're not going to burn the bullpen over it so you know i guess i i mean i agree with Corey's decision to let him stay out there and try to figure it out because 
Um, sometimes trial by fire is the best way to learn. And I think that was a situation that really taught him a lot. And he'll come away from that as a better player. Well, Cattell Marte, again, Josh Rojas, Cattell Marte, we're both very good. Uh, Cattell Marte is our DraftKings uh, king of the series. Uh, extends that 11-game hitting streak, has a 372 batting average during that hitting streak, had a double today to extend it further. And, I mean, he continues to be the Cattell that we expected to see, who had a slow start. Continues to get back on track, but unfortunately he kind of seems to be a bit alone in that being back on track at times, uh, especially right as of late offensively. Yeah, or he'll be on track offensively and then do dumb shit on defense. And it's like, no, <laughs> ah, figure it out. There's that too. There's that too. Uh, but but yeah. he is our draft in the game. So shout out to Cattell. The 11, great, the 11 game hitting streak is definitely something we love to see, especially considering how the season started for him. So um, shout out Cattell. Shout out to Cattell. And if you haven't done so already, uh, get yourself ready for the NBA Finals with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Join the Finals action with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals, get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook by creating your own parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game, which which team will win, total three points made, total rebounds, assists, all sorts of factors. Uh, and boom, once you have your uh, payday or your parlay made, uh, the, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. A customer placed a $5 same game parlay and won over $5,000 this NBA season with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, and Mac, looking ahead at the upcoming schedule, there's obviously a lack of Dodgers on it, which is beautiful. Not only is there a lack of Dodgers, but there is an abundance of very winnable games. So I wanted to take a look at that coming up. And it's, uh, again, no offense to the uh, current world champions, but the Atlanta Braves are on the schedule, followed by a, a road trip where it's, it's again, it's Pittsburgh, it's Cincinnati. There's just a lot of winnable games on the schedule before us. It's, it's kind of like we, we said at times, looking forward uh, to – the Royal series and some other series that the Diamondbacks have, have had success in. These are the games that they need to win in order to make this season uh, truly a success at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking forward to our schedule. I am a little worried about the Braves. Obviously they're coming off a world series when they are second in their division right now. So um, if there is a series I have more concern about, it'd probably be that one, but then they've got three games with the pirates and then four games with the reds. And if they don't sweep, both of those series, I'm going to be irate because the Pirates are awful. The Reds are awful. I think the Diamondbacks are a much better team than both of those teams. Um, so hopefully we're seeing a lot of winning happening with the Diamondbacks coming up after they get through the Braves. I think I think the big thing with me is how do they respond, right? How do they yeah. respond to the series sweep? We saw them respond pretty well the last time the Dodgers swept them in a four-game series. So for me right now, it's all how do they bounce back now from this? What 
what do they take away? What's their demeanor like? I mean, at times, I, I think last season we 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 saw them start losing a couple of games and then it spiraled out of control. This season, they've been able again to come back and win some of these series against winnable teams. And not to take anything against the Braves, but they haven't been tremendously good this series this season. So it's it's very very well like I think a, a big confidence boost if they can potentially bounce back from a sweep and and win a series against a team like the Braves. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Braves, even though they are second in the NL East, they are sub 500. Um, They do share that division, obviously, with the Mets, and the Mets are, I don't know how they (laughs) normally do, but shout out to the Mets. Um, So, (laughs) you know, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Braves series is very winnable. I don't want it to seem like I'm not convinced that they can't win that series. I do think they can win that series. I was just saying, like, out of the three, upcoming that's the one I'm more worried about but I still think um two of three is very obtainable for that series so I think I I think it's you know there's I guess you could call it the trap or whatever but last season the biggest thing the Diamondbacks didn't do was win win against even the bad teams right so you can't you can't take teams like the Pirates or the or the Reds for granted because We've seen them recently beat up on some of the National League West teams. Uh, that the Pirates could at least beat the Dodgers. The Nationals went in and took one against the Dodgers and held them scoreless. So, like, they're, they're, it's not to say that the Dodgers aren't unbeatable. There is just something there about the yeah. Diamondbacks and the Dodgers where the the, the Diamondbacks. I mean, I, I feel like, especially with this series, right? They bounce back after that kind of embarrassing loss the Dodgers had against the Nationals, and they you know, decided to just take it all out on the Diamondbacks, yeah. which was a little bit of my fear before this series started, knowing what happened in that previous game. But uh, I didn't know it was going to be this bad. I thought that the Diamondbacks would definitely be more competitive in this series than uh, the last one at Chavez Ravine. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate to see that they, uh, the, the Dodgers still seem to have the Diamondbacks number, no matter what they, no matter what they try to do. I will say though, I hate, I hate when the Dodgers play the Diamondbacks at home, like at Chase Field, because there are so many Dodgers fans in the stands. Like literally, like I was there for all four games of the series and it felt like a Dodgers home game at every single game. And it was so, so discouraging because like you could hear, let's go Dodgers throughout the whole stadium. The whole stadium is in blue and white. Like, they would cheer for the Dodgers during the seventh inning stretch. Like, it's like this whole thing that like, is just so upsetting. Like I hate, I mean, obviously I know Dodgers fans travel well and the close proximity to LA, like I understand why, but it's just so frustrating because I don't think this team deserves that. And to see like the whole stadium be Dodgers yeah. fans, like yeah. so freaking annoying. Like we've talked, we've talked about this for sure. And I've said like, I don't know what to say about it because I'm a person that encourages people right to come out and i tell people like hey we we as fans of the home team need to show up and show out be there for these games on the flip side i'm much like you i have to work these games i have to be at these games watching these games and and i am there and i just can't help but think how little i would want to be there as a fan with that presence you know and it's it's no honestly it's no slam on the dodgers fans they're fantastic like they come out they they show up they take over the stadium and honestly you might there there might be a debate about like is it classy or not to do that like I had a Mets fan friend who thought it was kind of low class for the Mets 
fans who were there during the series against the Diamondbacks to be like hijacking like the seventh inning stretch and you know all the stuff where they like change it from the Diamondbacks over to the Mets or whatever because they have a stronger fan presence. I mean, for me, I'm like, well, that's what happens when you have a bigger opposing fan. Like that's that's yeah. what happens. Like that to that's me is doesn't bother me or or isn't off putting, but. I, I think I would have a hard time going to the stadium at times with such a big Dodger presence, just be, Dodger fan presence, uh, just because of that, just because it's, and I met some lovely Dodgers fans. In fact, I went and interviewed the couple with the questionable yeah. Goldschmidt Puig jersey. I wanted to slam these people, Michaela. I wanted to say all the bad things about them, and they couldn't have been nicer. They couldn't have been sweeter people who were basically there to, uh, just catch a game between what they considered to be their two favorite teams. They didn't have the diehard allegiance thing of saying like, there's no way I can like two teams in the same division or something like that. These are people who simply live in, live in California, have a daughter that live here and kind of have their allegiance split between these two teams. This is, they decided to get some jerseys at like goodwill and uh, cut them in half and make them half Dodgers, half uh, diamondback jerseys. And they said they did it because Neither guy, Puig or Goldschmidt, were on the teams any longer. So they thought it was okay to do that. And yeah, like, who am I to say that that is a terrible judgment call? Even though I feel like it is. It's a terrible, well, it is uh, terrible. it's a questionable it's judgment call at best. Right? But, those people, um, but we'll let them live their lives. But They yeah. were having a great time. That's the biggest thing. They were having a great yeah. time. So were so many other fans at the game. And that's why I can't take anything away from Dodgers fans that either live here in Arizona and have been Dodgers fans longer than the D-backs existed or like our bandwagon fans that like a good team or, you know, whatever the case or traveled here from LA to watch the game. Like it's, it sucks. Like I get it, but at the same time. It was for Diamondbacks fans to show up to the game and there weren't any Diamondbacks fans at the game. So that's That's, that's really what it comes down to. You got to fight back, got to jab back, got to show up. Yeah. And also too, like, I will say like, it was nice. Like, even though they did hijack the seventh inning stretch and whatever else, like it's not like they were being overly rude. Like they didn't boo a pitcher when he was coming off sure, or like, sure, like whatever sure. could have been worse. So thankfully it wasn't as bad as it could have been, but it's definitely discouraging when you see a team that's so worth rooting for and not have anybody there to root for them. And then well, their so. home game is technically an away game. Like that definitely sucks. But I mean, if Dodger fans want to give Chase Field money, hey, that just helps the team in the long run. (laughs) (laughs) That's the perspective to have. It's more heartbreaking, though, when you hear the players say it, right? When you hear the players say, man, I wish that we didn't have, like, another away game, you know, when we're at home. And it's like, oh, that makes me feel bad. But, again, the beautiful part, they're gone now. We won't see them until September. Gone till September. They are gone till September. Uh, And now the Diamondbacks have the Braves. So let's take a look. Here are our probable starters. Diamondbacks coming out on a very strong foot with Zach Gallen out there against Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton. The uh, the Braves' very good starting pitcher struggled this year with a 5.28 ERA going against a guy who has equally struggled at times in Humberto Castellanos. And then in the finale, we have Kyle Wright versus Mad Bum. So I very, very much like the Diamondbacks' chances in this series, especially with Zach Gallen going out there for game one. Yeah, I think all three of those matchups are really evenly matched. Um, I would be more concerned if Humberto was going against someone that had a way lower ERA. But um, 
those matchups are so evenly matched that I think as long as there isn't like a total collapse on the mound out there, like those are going to be very competitive games that the Diamondbacks can win. Like they could easily sweep the Braves. It just depends on if we can keep our pitching strong on the mound and if the bats decide to show up to those games. <laughs> See, you have the exact positivity we need. Um, and if you are a Diamondbacks fan that needs the same kind of positivity Max putting out there, let me suggest that you go find yourself uh, some OG's gummies ah, at your local dispensary, right? Grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's and pick yourself up after a loss like this, after a series sweep. Get yourself back on track, and then that way get ready for the Braves tomorrow. Uh, the Lavolo says it all the time. we got to flush the losses. You also sometimes got to flush the wins. Can't get too high on the wins. Can't get too low on the losses. It's a long season. So go out there. Help yourself sustain this 162-game season with some of our friends, OG's, uh, delicious flavors of gummies like blackberries and cream, pina colada, watermelon, orange creamsicle, all sorts of great flavors, all sorts of great uh, strains like uplifting sativas or chill indicas, uh, and great. Uh, they have different uh, dosages. So if you're interested in not diving into the 10 milligram dose, which is their normal uh, gummy, they have their micro doses now, which is three milligrams. So you get down on the mini micro dose and have yourself uh, a, a little less of an intense experience, but still a very pleasant afternoon. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. And Mac, that's all I got. We'll try to leave you with some positivity there. Try to tell you to go get some OG's gummies. We'll get over this loss. We'll get on to the Braves tomorrow. Hope to see you guys out at Chase Field. Of course, I'm take my I'm, right. <laughs> she's got hers right there. Yeah, that's right. That's the way to get over it. So I'm gonna uh, you can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you can ask Mac how she's doing and how she's feeling a little bit later. She'll definitely yeah, be I'm up. Be up on Twitter in like an hour, and we're going to have a great time. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you can get her on Twitter at Michaela E. Perkins. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please make sure to subscribe. Uh, leave us a five-star review because you know Mac deserves it. And then go over to YouTube channel. Subscribe to the PHNX Sports channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the live content coming out from not only our show, but all the wonderful shows on PHNX. We go live all the time, uh, so you want to make sure that you know when we're going live. Uh, of course, join our family over at gophnx.com. Make sure to sign up at DraftKings. Do all that stuff. Go to OGs. Get yourself some OGs. Have yourself a wonderful afternoon and a wonderful weekend. Have yourself a wonderful Memorial Day. We will see you guys out at the ballpark. Of course, on behalf of Michaela, we and myself, we thank you guys so much for joining us. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but good Lord, it's so much more fun when you don't have to play the Dodgers again until September. <laughs>